0: Back to another episode of The Russians.
1: Yes, hello. I feel like um, it doesn't reflect the, the truth of the situation here because I'm the Russian and you are well, ju- sort of um, a... <laughs> no, it's not about that. Now I sound anti-Semitic. <laughs> no, I don't know. You're, you're American. Well, Trying to this? pose as a Russian for more authenticity but, and more but, but I was
0: born there, you know, and I... We lived there for okay. almost nine years before I was rudely yanked out of my
1: mm-hmm.
0: native homeland,
1: out of your really comfortable uh, sort of high-rise uh, suburban shithole.
0: Yeah, suburban high-rise uh, on the very, uh, very on the very edge of the city.
1: Yeah, and instead, sorry, you got to live. Um, in um, kind liberal. of redwood, uh, Spanish, yeah, a single, uh, uh, single, what do you call it? I think I learned in my English class. Single, single family detached, home. detached.
0: Uh, it's not detached. I mean, it's, well, it's touching other hoses, houses. <laughs> it's touching? Ho- other hose, Other hose. It's touching other hoses. Uh, what do you
1: call, uh, what a single detached house? I think it I was I mean, a detached,
0: my... it would be, I mean, I don't even know what the hell this means, but I mean, I, I imagine detached houses, I mean, it's a it's, it's separate house. But it touches the, the walls of other houses. It touches? Yeah, there's no, not even a gap Okay,
1: yet. you didn't get to live in a single detached <laughs> well, house. Well, I mean in... a single family
0: home, yes. Yes, and yeah. uh, it's made, pretty, yeah.
1: made out of redwood.
0: Well, all all old houses in San Francisco are made out of redwoods because they, they, they. Yeah, but also just yeah. the
1: way they look. It's like Spanish style, it's Spanish style 1910, 1920.
0: Uh, some, yeah, it's in the. I think it was like 19. I don't remember the exact year, but 1914, t- 1916, something. It's a pretty old house, yeah.
1: Yeah, so. With the backyard.
0: No, and it's I mean what's in, what's cool about the, the that house?
1: So Crimea River.
0: Well, whatever, you know. I mean, you know, it's American my parents achieved the American dream and got, you know, bec- no because my parents were a hard, hard workers, people. yeah. Yeah, and uh, they were able to buy a house pretty quickly. And it is pretty cool. It is interesting it's the redwood. Cool yeah. It's, yeah, it's a schoolhouse. The red small house, but it's very it's a, it's a very pleasant house. My mom it like made it better. You compare like the new tract home developments that they build, like, you know, as, you know, as if you lived with me in Victorville for a while, you know how they what they look like. That's a tract home.
1: That is not an American so a, dream. So
0: a developer came in and built a bunch of houses, right? And the, what people don't understand actually a lot of the cool houses that people associate with San Francisco, a lot of the Victorian houses and like you know, the the most famous ones are like the painted ladies, you know, the ones that are the yes, exact, I know. that was in that st- that show um, um you know there was that with the Olsen twins never even watched it but i just know i i, I just know that those houses they, it were in the introduction like that's supposed to be you know where what? they live
1: it's i think that's the show i heard of i don't think i've ever seen because i got into Olsen twins when they were like 10 so like well, see, later. this is how
0: american i am you know i don't even know my culture you know doesn't uh, matter
1: oh but you know what i found out because legitimately it's nicer and more Striking architecture in haight Ashbury. I think in Mission too. There are like a few other neighborhoods. Full
0: House is the is the yeah. Full House is the show. Yeah.
1: Uh, okay, I never watched it, but you know, there's like Painted Ladies, but I think the ones we have here in the neighborhood and some, I think maybe Mission has them too. Uh, the one, the Victorian houses that have, um, it's referred to officially, Witch Tower.
0: Witch Tower, uh, yeah, Masonic,
1: are cool. it's around Masonic, yeah, it's between cool. Waller and Hayde. It's very cool, and I don't think Painted Ladies have that, so I don't even understand the obsession. With painted ladies, uh, you know? I think
0: it's the painted ladies are, are at the like there's a park. I think also there's a view behind them too. Like I think the way that you photograph them also is that like downtown San Francisco is behind them. So I think there's like they're particularly
1: they're Instagram worthy. They're kind of like stuff, or right? just even
0: before they're like they have a they, they they I don't know how they became famous, but no. But look, I, what I wanted to say is that like when you think of uh, developments, you know, and like sort of uh, where when when a company comes in and and buy and build builds, you know, basically. Very a lot like a neighborhood or a lot of similar houses Mm -hmm. all at once just to sell. You think of like just these horrible suburban developments you know that you see all around America. Uh, But like most of San Francisco is actually built that way. So a lot of these nice houses, what we think are nice, were actually built like very quickly by these developers and And they're
1: all the same and they're all
0: very similar they have variations on the the same kind of theme they
1: seem fancy like thought through little details and I was
0: reading actually reading a little bit about this and uh, it's it's funny like the standards you know our standard, everything's so degraded now that uh, it's hard for us to even imagine this but like people back then in San Francisco when when, you know a hundred years ago actually criticized these houses because they consider them to be all the same it's like what you you look at a like a block and it's like all the houses are you know pretty much the same they have like variations on on, on a theme maybe they'll have like the, you know windows in slightly different places or tower you know towers that are a little bit like in different places or but they're built by the same developer all at once and they all look the same and they're all kind of built cheaply for that time because they were built quickly to sell and because housing was needed and so my parents house is kind of one of those i think they were because if you look around the neighborhood yeah. But
1: the standards maybe you're right are now so low that it
0: seems yeah because they and also like a lot of them are built with redwood which is like the best wood it's like the best most durable wood termites
1: don't eat it i think termites don't eat it pretty
0: much uh and you know and then of course there was a lot of attention to detail so you have a lot of like, you know, sort of just just ornamental features inside, yeah. inside and outside, that were actually partially, you know, mass produced, but they, but they still look pretty nice, yeah. But but again, our everything's gotten so bad in our society. And building standards have become so bad. Also, because everything is modular now, they don't even, you know, these houses they build now—they're already they're like almost prefabricated, you know, in big chunks of them. So, but
1: with me it's interesting because um, only later in life I realized like the neighborhood I grew up in, yeah, which um, for Moscow, you know, huge city. So I grew up in a building that's only sounds only eight eight stories. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, and it's old, and it's, I think, still count as a Stalin era, yeah. like at the very um, tail end of it. So it's not like totally shitty yeah. apartment building. I I always thought it's shitty. Yeah. But then I realized I also didn't actually I don't know suburban Moscow that well. I'm like <laughs> very yeah. kind of local.
0: You stick to your neighborhood. That's You're right. like a neighborhood rat. No, a few yeah. other like it, central
1: neighborhoods I know, and I um guess because I'm adjacent to the fanciest neighborhoods in Moscow, and they have this 19th century, early 20th century yeah. buildings that are really nice, and they and then like early 1920s kind of. Uh, what do you call it Jesus? Constructivist. A constructivist. I'm I'm adjacent to it. It's in my neighborhood. So yeah. In comparison, I always thought I live in uh, some kind of hovel.
0: It doesn't look that great from the outside, yeah.
1: Yeah, but the, the thing is, what do you find out if you talk to anyone who come to Moscow or live in the like suburban Moscow, I would yes. call it, they would think it's not only it's a fancy neighborhood, which it is, but it's also the building itself is really nice because it's not like new, and it's yes. not too tall, and it's sort of like human size, which yeah. is for Moscow not very often human and size. And high
0: ceilings and things like yeah, that. Yeah,
1: yeah, like fairly, like, you know. sort of okay Uh, again by standards of an average uh, shitty Khrushchevka, which is like uh, like post-Stalin mass produced apartment building so uh, so all I'm saying it's all relative so I I also didn't didn't think much of it
0: I mean yeah I mean it's funny because you're building I mean even compared to like some of the nicest like some of the like the I don't know, classic Stalinist architecture. They have like actually some f- like interesting facades, and they have some like ornamental features that are you know like imperial and kind of almost you know like.
1: But like... sometimes not. Remember, not we always, lived in yeah. Kitagard. No, sometimes the Stalin ones they can be simple looking. The thing is, they're just they're, they're yeah. fairly spacious apartments.
0: Very thick walls, mm-hmm. high ceilings. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're just kind of some of them nice. some of them more yeah exactly. Some they don't the... always look no, good they, from outside. No. So you actually you just. Talking about a few buildings The that ones are that now. are
0: basically on like the main roads or something. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's a good point.
1: So all relative, you know. I still yeah. think, oh, it's a hovel, but I'm like, oh, there's when I do find myself in some like other kind of <laughs> faraway neighborhood. Maybe I visit someone. I'm like, whoa, this. It's is... the,
0: it, I mean, it's 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 funny to grow up in, right in the center of Moscow because you never have a reason to go anywhere else because every because everyone yeah. comes to the center.
1: Yes, it, no it just goes to,
0: no one comes willingly to the to the outskirts of a city because uh... there's there's nothing to do there. Yeah, yeah,
1: but I don't know if it's is it a European or Eurasian or whatever idea of a city that it's literally Kremlin, another circle, another. Yeah. It's like circular. there's a real
0: center. Okay, but even if you live in Manhattan or something or like in you know uh, I don't know like the nicer parts of Brooklyn or the more hipper parts of Brooklyn like no one goes out to like the no, edge of Queens not
1: true they might see edge like a, 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 from what I read like yeah. oh Queens has some interesting ethnic food it's true and you go there nothing like that in, in Moscow yeah. you like never go there
0: that's not true actually I would go out to um uh, 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 I would go out to um the chirikizong with which that existed there because they had great Vietnamese food and great Chinese food there.
1: Ah, uh, right. Well, but you like this foreigner who found this like kind of it was
0: like this, um, you found this it was exotic.
1: A... It was like a market where you could buy shitty Chinese like the cheapest version of it. I know it's all made in China clothes and also it was really like there yeah, was some a, food. Yeah, it
0: was like an outdoor market old school style. Yeah, uh, we just kind diff- yeah, of trashy stuff. And there was a lot of ethnic minorities. But you, ha- kind of, you
1: had a different eye for that in the way you saw it. Is not just yeah. oh, I need to buy some clothes and have very little money, or I need to buy something. You go there. That's how people like yeah. approached it. You, 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 you know, well, you looked but, at it. I, I just want to pivot to uh, traumazon and um, Adam Curtis. It's a bit like that. You're like, whoa, this is cool. Yeah, and there's like interesting. But okay, I'm food. sorry.
0: But people from like hipsters who go go from like you know Lower Manhattan or Williamsburg or whatever or Greenpoint like take you know a subway train for like an hour to get to some ethnic um, enclave where they can eat some great like I don't know Nepalese food or something right that's also oh, a version of oh, the same oh, thing Brighton Beach. or, or the, it's a version of the same thing you know it's not like it's not a mass
1: th- ah, well I guess it's true but also what I'm saying is that my idea of that place in an average Russian or Moscow it was very different well, cause you're, cause you're, I didn't see what you saw which you're right to kind yeah, of talk like that
0: because great, had great, uh, great like you can get some great s- Vietnamese soup and stuff like that there which you couldn't at the time get anywhere Else in Moscow, mm. just you couldn't get it. It was only there, for, and it was only for the basically people who worked at the at the at the market, you know, right. like l- l- actual Vietnamese people who spoke no Russian even, um, or English or anything. Obviously, other than the, uh,
1: I think it, like a few years back, once the kind of the hipster st- stuff like kind of hit Moscow, now people a bit more aware. There even guides. I remember reading where to find like this ethnic food, truly mm-hmm. ethnic, not just like um kind of fancy, but where yeah. the t- Tajik um, kind of workers organize for themselves. You can find their little restaurant. Or yeah. Kyrgyz, so so there is a guide like that. So it, it has become it's, cool. It's been going. It's yeah, happened. you can go a bit. further But also, from the I'll center. tell you
0: because I mean, in, like okay, all right. Like let's say I because I grew up when I grew up, you know, in the Leningrad. You know, I grew up in one of these. You know, basically, it was the edge of devel- the development. It was like western, to um, kind of southwestern, southwestern edge, western, of the, Eastern right. edge of the city, and literally across the street from our. I mean, we had like we we were in this big massive. Um, kind of, uh, inc-
1: it's called inc- apartment block.
0: An apartment block, so there's like almost like they like it's some kind of it's not not a square, but it's just a sort of mass, a kind of a kind of square like apartment block that overlooks this big courtyard that had like two kindergartens inside of it actually, and you know and and so we ours you know our our uh, apartment you know like one side of it looked in the courtyard, the other part looked on the other side like so because the, they're pretty narrow buildings, mm-hmm. and you know we looked I looked on the on the road a big road and beyond it, there was nothing. There was like beyond it, there was nothing except construction sites that were like slowly going up. So we were on the very, very Western edge of the development of the city. And like beyond that was the Gulf of Finland. And so it was like, so we grew up basically, you know, at the very end of the line. Uh, and beyond this, and so we would,
1: a line when because the people don't get it. I think it's like you take a uh, a subway, yeah. and it's a final whatever stop. Most and then I think my parents also
0: take a, 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 a. You also need to take a bus to the subway. Yeah, and you
1: can't even walk to the subway because it's far. So you take a. And a so bus. we
0: as kids spent time. My brother, you know, he was older than me, and he, him, his him and his friends, you know, they would take me along with them, but they would like spend their time basically exploring these, basically half stalled construction sites because it was a late '80s, and you know the whole economy had ground to a halt so yeah. like these like these things that were just standing there for years and years and years frozen
1: but you know now yeah. it, i would it, say oh it's pretty cool
0: it is cool and we, it was actually kind of interesting it looked you know thinking about it it was almost like stalker or something you know like that's the kind of yeah those guys kind of, actually like literally like stalker. you'd go into these basements that are half flooded they'd like we'd find these like giant pieces of styrofoam that would be you know and then we'd like no, use them as floats and like pull across this you know dark basement that's flooded with water yeah it's, wait
1: you would use them as floats yeah because
0: they're like giant you know <laughs>
1: and there would be water around
0: yeah like there would be like a flooded basement you know that like just isn't look... it
1: scary to be in a styrofoam what if you start sinking
0: well i mean because it's a big piece of styrofoam oh, okay. yeah and wait this is wild this yeah. is
1: cooler than and my brother
0: you know and then you'd have like we'd have the very typical w- would there be
1: like syringes there and stuff i don't know if there was
0: no because we we're too far out maybe i i i don't know I, I don't think so maybe there were i don't remember that but i know that like the there was also the classic like drunk uh, security guard, with like uh, uh, with a sh- you know German shepherd, and he'd once in a while he'd like start chasing us, and I know that he would. I remember one thing that it was pretty tra- traumatic. He like saw that we were because you're not allowed in there, right? And so he saw that all these kids were kind of running around the construction site, and he started running after us, and he couldn't catch us, and so we were kind of jumping there were these like almost like half finished floors and we were sort of jumping from one to the other down to to get away from him. And he just started taking rocks and throwing at him at us like giant rocks, you know, like that that a grown man can throw. And like these things would like, you know he wouldn't hit us but they were like break he was aiming for us like they would break above our heads and like break against the wall
1: i guess he was drunk
0: no no he and then he caught my brother once and then he almost like he pulled his ear so hard that his ear was bleeding and stuff like that it was pretty gnarly stuff like to like punish him you know it's wild yeah i mean you know it's like but that's just but a, you know it, yeah.
1: thinking about it i know how I was, oh, and then you were saved by like moving to america and not just america california but um actually uh, like the brand the a few brands <laughs> that came out of Russia in the last like decade like Gosha Rubchinsky and it's not... Well, he's literally Russian. He grew up in something similar to that and was inspired by this aesthetic, from what I understand. Yeah. G- he was genuine. It's not. He actually is not um, appropriating anything yeah. of the Russian poor. He, he, he was that. Like yeah. like many, actually, Moscovites grow up like that. So, and look, look at him now. <laughs> and and then uh, uh, the head of Balenciaga, Damna Vasalia. Well, I can't call him Russian. He's, I guess... Oh, God, he's not Georgia. I think um, Georgia from Abhazia. Yes. Yeah it's similar to that so and (laughs) look at them. so my point is that they use that kind of aesthetic to to their benefit and also in many ways it's weird they like sold it to the west this Mm -hmm. idea and i think for, for many russians uh well 20 year old hip kids obviously like 20 year old kids are hip to it but like average even 30 year olds are like what is this this is the shit i'm like running away from, give me like a nice cashmere and do you know what I'm saying, corduroy? They they don't don't like that, (laughs) because this is way too close home. You know, it's literally for either really kind of young kids who didn't get to see this or foreigners.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's foreigners, because yeah, like who needs? No, no, to No, go, no, no. Yeah. And
1: like twenty-year-olds yeah. I know who like love that stuff, but they never got to see exactly, it in Moscow. They grew up.
0: They, they were born afterwards. Yeah. yeah,
1: afterwards. So for them, it's, so it's like, like definitely exotic too, so they like that. But yeah. Um, yeah, yeah but yeah. yeah. So anyway, actually, both. This is actually a so great the, transition to yeah, what we want the, to talk about Rupchinsky today. Both Krutinski and Demna, in a way, it, they're part of the trauma zone aesthetic, and yeah. um, they. Because
0: we—that's what because we want to talk about today. The episode mostly focus on. Uh, kind of talk about Adam Curtis's new documentary series called Tra- Trauma Zone that's looks at the c- collapse of the Soviet system and like the and the and the immediate aftermath. Yeah, it's
1: called Trauma Zone, but then the subtitle so it's from 1985 to 1999, and it says something like how Russia live, Russians something lived through collapse of. Soviet Union and democracy, yeah. which is, well, true.
0: How Putin was made, basically, it could be. It's yeah.
1: leading up, up, yeah. up, and then Putin. Yeah. You know, so I
0: was watching, because I'll t- say this, because I I wanna, this is gonna be, you know, I, I watched like about, I'd say half or maybe a little bit more than half of the series. Uh, I watched Evgenia it all. watched it all, and so she, this is gonna be, you know, this, she, this is your time to, this is gonna be, your, you're gonna be on the stage today. No,
1: it's not because I watched it all. I'm on the stage because I lived for, through like a big chunk of it even as a kid it counts
0: yeah but you know what you know what's funny is i okay, i'm kind of glad we started t- talking about my my you know my brief childhood in leningrad and living and kind of exploring all these have, have like the, these have built supermarkets and these have built housing developments that they were stalled for years they, there was no construction happening on them they were just frozen
1: yeah, you, so you experienced the trauma zone from, according to Adam Curtis, so 85 to 89. Yeah. And then you left. Yeah.
0: So, like, actually, you know, the, it's funny, like, the images, I mean, they're very, like, they recall my childhood. I mean, because I, because especially the childhood that I remember, you know, obviously, when you're like, I was, you know, I, I we left when I was eight and I turned nine in, in, when we were in Italy. So I left right, you know, and after, after I was about eight and a half. Um and so obviously the stuff that you remember I only remember you know the last it's couple snippets, of years right? the snippets but also you know the older I was the more I, the more specific my memories are and the more kind of you know the stronger they are and so and so it, it was exactly towards the, you know the last couple of years you know 1986 97 1988 I mean maybe maybe I, I don't remember the exact years but but those images of the empty shelves and the lines in the supermarket I mean this is what I remember supermarket in in the Soviet Union so for me you know, like I had no other experience. So I, 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 for me, I could, I guess, like immediately sort of like ex- extend that backwards and say, oh, it must have been always like this. You know what's but it's interesting? Not, we yeah, like yeah.
1: have a, an interesting combined memory that we can like draw from uh, because so, yeah. so you sort of can remember 85 to almost to 89. yeah. And I obviously, I was born late 89. I yeah. remember truly maybe like, something like 93, 94 like I would say probably 94 to 99 yeah. and this is interesting because very very different and according to, like he, he did a good job in, in this like I remember like the booming stuff you mean stuff, like, stuff consumption like a lot of stuff goods. everything's American goods <laughs> Snickers Skittles Bounty uh lace lace yeah. chip, chip. Um, and uh, at Disney it's,
0: it's also funny the, th- the American things that you remember because they're like weird American things like bounty like bounty candy bars like Twix Twix um, yeah, like Coca Cola yeah, yeah.
1: and uh, and just things like Disney a lot of like Disney <laughs> cartoons <laughs> and Disney little stickers and oh, little yeah. like yeah. books I don't know basically just I remember everything the flood like, flood a, began, like we... I remember abundance but I guess most of it it's not expect- like we could afford like it just like actually just shit trash, like yeah. some trash basically now thinking McDonald's I remember McDonald's McDonald's I guess opened in 91 obviously I don't remember that but once I remember myself McDonald's was always around it was really I wanted to go there for Happy Meal I didn't I never <laughs> like I was never like um, a glutton I didn't even like you didn't hamb- like the food that much I didn't, no I didn't like hamburger I think I like chicken McNuggets. McNuggets
0: kids like that yeah, yeah and,
1: and like a little, like maybe ice cream but so, uh, the Happy
0: Meals would draw you the toys so
1: evil Happy Meals would drew me and yeah. my mom had to get get kind of give in and like take me there but so that was my entire life yeah. so I didn't remember what you remember the empty shelves yeah. and the kind of
0: I mean I remember like nothing actually so it's like I mean in terms of goods in terms of mm-hmm. consumer goods and 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 also just kind of a variety of various you know I don't know like product produce right like I remember a total lack of it and in fact like you know, I mean, one of the things that I remember that I actually like because I had no other idea that there could be anything different is that I might, I might even have mentioned it before. Is I like to make because we didn't really have there were no cookies really, you know. So I mean, you make your own cookie, which is you take like a kind of a butter.
1: I think somebody didn't have cookies. No,
0: but I don't I mean, for whatever reason, like
1: ah, they were like empty shelves. They were right, yes, right, right, right. So, hard so you, to get. but
0: you but you, you, got, you have butter, you have you have sugar, and you have like a, basically this kind of like buttery cracker, and you and you put the you put the butter on the on the cracker, and you, and you then you then. It basically turn it uh, you know uh, flip it upside down and like just dip the butter into uh, into the sugar and then you get like sugar on top of the butter and you can eat it it's like this over... is
1: so old school I think even my mom who's yeah. like 30 years older than you yeah. would
0: like eat experience that stuff, it yeah. but
1: like what <laughs> and Anna it inter- it's interesting I mean it's I, the, I things were changing lot, yeah. so fast that like a few years could be really crit- like critical to the experiences yes. and one of my best friends um, in Moscow she's uh, four or five no just four years older than me not like no. Marina not, not that Actually, much, and her relationship to all this stuff is very different. More like you, she never got to be like obsessed as a kid with because they didn't have it like Bounty or Twix yeah. or all that stuff. Yeah. So she would buy like the more even when we were already like teenager, she wouldn't be like she wouldn't have any like memory kind of childhood connected to all this crap. Yeah. So okay. she would be more into like more traditional cookie or yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't Not, be
0: the no scrap. no. It's actually it's actually like in a, in a way It's like almost a positive thing.
1: I was hooked on crap because
0: because you're like yeah because you got all the trash you basically like
1: total it, trash and that's like the memory of me being yeah you got, all mean, the,
0: you got all like the processed trash that yes. like western you know american consumerism like pumps out
1: yeah and actually yeah. my other great friend who's only a year well basically the same age but maybe she's a year old or so that's like equal she was equally exposed to that stuff Kaita. So she's mm-hmm. in germany now and from what she remembers um that her stomach issues started uh, with her eating a lot of Snickers. Oh
0: wow. Because her
1: dad would buy or well, her parents would buy her that, because she would want it probably. Yeah. And people were not super savvy, they're like Soviet, They wouldn't really know that it's much worse than just having she, like a it's sugar just sugary on, thing, It's yeah. not just sugar, it's some, some like crap. It's like processed. Like literally garbage really it, crap yeah, and yeah. some like weird oils. oils anyway yeah. and uh, she thinks that's one of the her like really bad I stomach problems started yeah. with that. Yeah. And I mean, what the <laughs> hell? Okay.
0: No, on some level, I kind of—it's not—it's like nice. I mean, uh, well, uh, you know, I say it all the time. On some level, you're like more American than I am, because. Because of the fact that you know my first you know like uh, nine nine years of my life I was not exposed at all to American culture or in a very very light way and to American consumerism and to American films and American and like cartoon cartoons only when I came to America no, and
1: later you joined immigrants which is different
0: yeah and then and then when I came to America I, I was part of this immigrant community which is also very insular and also even though we kind of, kind of consumed American culture it was like weird we were we had some kind of buffer uh, between us and mainstream American culture, even though it was around us and we did watch things like The Simpsons, Simpsons and things like that. And like, I don't know, Ren and Stimpy, but it was like, there was like, a, a some. Uh, I feel it was at a at a kind of a di- at a distance of some kind because whereas you, you know, if but for me, there
1: was a distance too. My home language is Russian. My friends are Russian. I know Russian. that. I know Why that. Is this are these things like But it was from an early
0: age, you got like that stuff injected into you, you know?
1: Yeah, but it's a bit similar actually to you because... Yeah, I'm in Russia, but it's still a bit like, you know, like, it's funny now Putin talks about it, which is evil. But I, I've been talking about it for years. Like, I realized maybe like, I don't know, six, seven years ago. Like, I grew up in a, co- like, literally colony. Yeah. And so it felt like being almost like a nipole of someone, like growing up in Trinidad, like yeah. having your own language, your own shitty culture you're probably not even interested in because of how you indoctrinated with this American stuff. Yeah. And thinking all the, like, um, kind of colorful, cool, like, interesting, tasty, like, yeah, like glitzy stuff is not like it's a, it's American, and yeah. it, you know it's like you don't. The stuff really, that's worth the
0: stuff that's it's worth anything is worth just, any, and it's interesting. Like value, cartoons, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not yeah. just food, obviously. No, no, no. Yeah, I get you. Like and everything. So, yeah. And
1: it's not immigrant because I was in my own country, but it. I think it's closer. Maybe like I I, I told you how it's like a bit like Nepal. Yeah, like, I get I you. Have, like being a, that, like Brit,
0: being like a colonial subject of Britain. Or yeah, something yeah, like.
1: except that America.
0: Well, yeah, but see that's so that's and why like I like th- wanting to learn English, I started early. That's why I think you know Nepal is very British. I don't know. Like, he's very English. You know, his, like his... I was
1: reading him recently, maybe a few years ago, more like, I think more mature in my head. And I was reading him. Was like, wait, this is like, he's very talented. But I'm like a Russian liberal yeah. from Moscow. If they could write in English and yeah. could like conjure up and had talent to, which probably a lot of them yeah. don't like... That's Naipaul. Yeah, this is the outlook. And he writes to because yeah. he loves everything British. They love everything and he write, American. And
0: he's and he's he actually writing for to a British audience. You yeah, know, and yeah, also yeah.
1: hating on his own. Yes,
0: people, yeah. people. But in a in a very in, but not just hating, but also a, a confirming kind of that the English way of life and the English are be, more the superior. Best. Yeah, superior. Yeah,
1: superior, the best.
0: No, no, exactly. I mean, and but you know, and, but again, like so, what, what I mean is, you're not. I don't know. Americans are also in a way, you know, like. Americans are also colonized, you know, there's like the internal colonization of the American people, I mean, by, by these, by these horrible companies and these companies that, you know, produce this stuff. So, you know, like, in a way, everyone is a victim who falls under the spell of the, of of these things, you know, or like, they're pretty passive about it, you know, for the most part, most people are. And so um, I I just, I just feel like I'm telling you, like, my sense you you, you're, you're more, you were exposed to this cultural imperialism and this consumers consumerist imperialism, basically of America, from almost from day one, you know, pretty much. From, from what I remember. From yeah. what do you remember, like, like
1: my, I remember, like my mom would watch because she also would expose. It's almost like she's much older than me but we were starting being exposed to this stuff at the same time <laughs> because right funny. so so You're she like... <laughs> was as ignorant and as naive almost yeah. as me except she was an adult woman but I remember her watching snippets of it Dallas which I think was the earliest uh, shows uh, came and like got translated into Russian and soap opera a soap opera right Dallas and that's what I thought like oh this is America so <laughs> huge staircase some lady like ma- in like a dress and, and, and... you know again it's not some like Party or ball, they're just at home. Yeah, so it's like
0: all these oil oil people, right?
1: I, yeah, but I didn't really th- course, know what, kid, it, yeah. what is oil. Like, I didn't know <laughs> what it means, like, oh, these are special rich people or whatnot. I just thought, whoa, this is America? Like, a big <laughs>
0: staircase. Looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah,
1: and a lady like coming down in some like long <laughs> dress and like yells at her husband. See,
0: this is what I mean. This is the way I mean, you're like more American than, in a way, culturally, you're more Americanized than I am in, uh, just because. You had that shit. Blast, you had that trash just blasted into your brain yeah. from day one. Whereas I had like you know almost ten years of of buffer. Like I, I only found out about these shows when I was older. Like you, you know I I never watched them. I mean I even think that I only after I came back to Russia I heard about these shows because like I would have to I learned some, some things about American culture from you know you from other Russian people who you know who were like exposed to this stuff so I that's what I mean is like I feel less American than you know some Russians who had to who were who were again like subjects of this stuff from an early age I feel yeah. I guess me kind of
1: you're more so. wholesome than. I, I, I feel I
0: actually kind of grateful for that to some degree just because that stuff is destructive. It's toxic. It's, it's, it's horrible. So it's
1: toxic. And it, you, it's like, horrific. Yeah. And, and so and, like the fact yeah. that you were able
0: to get out of that, you know, and sort of uh, sat a little, you know, get on top of it and like understand that is like, you know, a good thing because it's but just... But that's
1: partially only because I, I don't know what you call it, moved, emigrated
0: or whatnot. Yeah. So trauma zone is about the stuff that we talk about. You know, they were talking about this, right? I mean, in his, you know, in his you own... Know, well, it's
1: not, you know, that's again, and it's 7 hours of basically archival footage that is um, edited i mean masterfully by Adam Curtis but it's done in a kind of such manipulative way trying for every episode of like every hour mm-hmm. to at least like show or build up a few different storylines yep. which is i know not easy out of just archives and with no narration it was not working on me the way um, it worked, I think, for Western audience. Um, how kind of bingy it seemed and riveting, and uh, most comments on YouTube are like that. And uh, Partially, I think it's not just Archelovitch, because how he edited it. Again, yeah. they are like sort of storylines he's following in every episode. So it didn't work on me, and I guess one of the my biggest commentary is that it took me, well, we're almost like a month late kind of yeah. doing a review of it. I, I literally couldn't take more than maybe like half an hour, half an episode it's a time yeah so I had to like stop or re- watch like finish watching the next day because again for me it's not <laughs> it's not riveting and it's not exotic it's, for me it is like a perfect example of uh, <clears throat> trauma porn <laughs> it should be called trauma porn really and I think because I do come from that world and a lot of um, the kind of just um, char- characters of what do you refer? In documentary, I think you refer to subjects, mm-hmm. are not subjects for me. It's like f- very familiar. It's the people I saw in the street. It's too close home. And because of how um, just sad and, uh, yeah, I don't know, just depressing and unfair and just, I mean, just Tra- violent. Traumatic. It, was, yeah, like trauma. it all yeah. was. And it's kind of like I was somewhat running away from it. Uh, not the empty shelves because I didn't see it, but just like this kind of, like, dark, weird consumerist abundance next to extreme poverty, because, again, I'm from Moscow. And and that's interesting. I think I read it somewhere, one of, like, criticism of the series someone gave that, oh, why is it so, like, Moscow-central? Kind of the whole thing is mostly outside of, like... um, Outside of like footage of some grandmothers.
0: Well, there's also like Armenia, there's Azerbaijan, there's like some Abkhazia. Yeah, it shows like the
1: conflict zones and a few, um, sometimes it shows republics, what's going on in the former Soviet republics uh, that basically go through civil wars, like bloody civil wars. And and sometimes it will show some grandmothers in Siberia or something like this. Outside of that, most of it, it it is like Moscow, like center to Moscow, and I think because yeah because it is because the dissolution uh, happened because Moscow people wanted it, uh, you know like the nomenclature types wanted yeah. it, and all the privatization it does show this it's all the bur- all the center of power. I mean, first of yeah, all, and, yes. and of how centralized the countries. Yes. Yeah, everything was happening there. So so yeah, I, I don't find it like I don't think it's a fair criticism. Yeah. It's how it was, and obviously, but also
0: the all the all, you know again like no, and it shows
1: some. poor and he like, i mean oh, it's also
0: it's not like he is uh, going out there with a the camera himself i mean he's he's working with the archival footage that of he BBC, has yeah. uh, that the bbc has in its archives and for the most part so you can imagine that the most of the people who are working for me the media and and are you know shooting this kind of b-roll or whatever it is you know wherever the kind of like some of the stuff is some of the stuff is a-roll or you know like actually stuff that went into some kind of news broadcast at the time but a lot of it is just sort of random yeah 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 it looks like just random stuff that maybe never even was shown anywhere. Yeah, Yeah.
1: that's actually an interesting thing. Was it ever ever used anywhere? I don't know.
0: I mean, probably for the most, probably, oh, maybe little clips of it, but I imagine. Yes,
1: but one of the things you notice immediately, again, not as a foreigner, but who kind of knows this thing from inside out, is that it still truly only shows you really poor people um, with just sacks of potatoes or something like this, uh, mostly like old women. And then the kind of the um, bureaucrats doing uh, yeah. privatization thing and just pushing through shock therapy, uh, shock yeah. therapy in a way and Yeltsin doing his like, I don't even know, what do you call populist, it, like, eccentric. Uh,
0: populist, um, <laughs> sort of populist uh, act, yeah.
1: Populist act or just being drunk and I know it's famous footage, we, it wasn't shown on, on TV too, just doing his like yeah, drunk that's the, ex-
0: that's the end of it, that's the end, towards the end of the series, I guess, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And there's yeah. like a kind of almost like it's Polar, right? So you, and it's edited well together. It's this, like, it's people suffering.
0: And then the, elites, and the elite's doing their thing. Uh,
1: it seems like the elite's doing the thing and people are getting kind of obviously crazy rich and offshoring a lot of wealth during privatization But then what's interesting, the, it, it seems like the way he portrays, like, the key actors and all this, like, Political theater is that they were doing the stuff they meant well. Yes. And then things got wrong, and all these people around start stealing or doing things they, or start like civil wars and stuff like that. And they feel so bad and powerless and sit uh, somewhere in their office and are seen by their assistant crying. Yeah. And he would do it, I like, because I was Multiple so... times? Yeah, I was watching it very carefully, and he did the same, so he, like I say Gorbachev, right? Yeah. He sort of, in a way, everyone knows, he kind of fucked well, up. Well, Gorbachev de- kind of No, was- he wanted democracy, yeah. but then it went out of, you know, kind of out of his control, Yeah. and uh, the Soviet Union kind of got dissolved secretly by... Um, uh, Yeltsin and the president of Belarusia of and president of Ukraine yeah. behind Gorbachev's back. And then he says, like, once Gorbachev yeah. found out about it, he's seen by his assistant uh, s- sitting in a room crying. And I wasn't just- surprised, actually,
0: because I remember the reading um, that part about it, because I remember Z- 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 Zubok's, Zubkov's book, what is it? Zubok? Zubok. Or? Zubok. I, you know what I love? Uh, I don't know why this is, but like uh, it seems like a lot of, um, I mean, a lot of... Um, I don't know. I guess these—they're the, common. Names. I'm going to do on a tangent a little bit here, but it really seems like a lot of common—it's common Russian na- last names. But a lot of writers, you know, or people who make it into publishing and get their stuff published, have these funny names. Like Zubalk means like a little tooth. Yeah. And then I was just—I just found out recently about this, like uh, Soviet immigrant writer, kind of my age, who came from, I think Latvia or something. You know, kind of around the same time that I came to America, and who is like this, pretty, you know, like he's like a celebrated. Uh, short writer, short story writer, and has a couple novels and like whatever. by the New, by the New Yorker and the New York Times and stuff. They love him. His his last name is Bismoskis, which is like.
1: Without brain.
0: Brainless. brainless. <laughs> and when you read his stories, it's kind of true. I mean, he is kind of brainless. <laughs> and the Zubok is like the little tooth, but he is actually kind of, you know, his... his, his... Sharp.
1: No, when you say yes. someone like the Zubok, Z- yeah. I think it means you're sharp.
0: And it's true because his biography of uh, of uh Gorbachev and like this, the, basically, which traces, you know, a big part of what Adam Curtis mm-hmm. is sort of looking at, but in actually greater detail in the first sort of critical and actually deep Try to attempt to understand what the hell went wrong with the perestroika and what the hell was going on in Gorbachev's head. You know, it's an extremely sharp... Uh, it has some teeth to it, you know? And so it's actually... I mean it's like some kind of these are all like Goggle characters like the are yeah, Goggle is famous
1: yeah. too. it's called what do you call it Like there's a, um,
0: there's a term for it in English but I don't know because I'm an immigrant I don't know it, it's, in English. it's not I guess it's like basically it's uh, when your last name is when a name represents something deeper about a character right yeah, like in literature Gogol would yeah. always
1: give like last names to the characters that mean something yeah. that caps I, a, character. again like
0: I'm an immigrant what do you want from me you know yeah
1: and then he did, he did the same for Adam Curtis he did the same for Yeltsin which again it might be True, I just don't yeah. know. I can't check it, it will take time for me to like, yeah. <laughs> find w- yeah, it in the yeah. book. So, that Yeltsin, um, you know, pushed through like basically shelled the parliament, pushed yeah. through um, shock therapy, like, you know, kept for a while like um, Ga- Gaidar as prime minister, like in power basically anyway. And then once he found out that everyone is stealing everything and like offshoring it, he was again seen by I guess his aide, I don't know, yeah. in his office. <laughs> uh, uh, let me see. No, he started drinking because of that. It's yeah. like, it's like built up that way. That was so depressing. He started drinking, which I think is, can it's be true, like a lot of it true. true. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he was like, wanted to dull the pain. And, and then he's seen crying that they're stealing Russia. Like exact yeah. words, they're stealing Russia. And, and then he, he, he meant something better for Russia than yeah. just let if you yeah. like, I don't know. Uh, my, like many yeah. uh, thugs t- to steal all Russia's uh, wealth, yeah. and he supposedly couldn't do anything about it. Which I mean, I I believe, but yeah. with him is yeah. a bit like he's not very sympathetic because um, what's known. Um, everyone at least in Moscow and Russia knows when you say the family,
0: yeah,
1: it sounds even mafia-like. Yes. It means Yeltsin family because they got, I don't know how, maybe they had offshores too, I don't remember exact details. They were in on the looting. They were very in on the looting. Yeah. And one of the things of uh, like um, kind of bringing Putin to power as um, heir to Yeltsin, uh, everyone knows that, um, that what was agreed upon is that Putin will never go after the family. Yeah. You know and won't the family
0: was kind of will just sort of recede into the background, but it'll never, but will, it'll, it'll, yes, yeah. he
1: will not go and he he never did. And yeah. he's still like we sometimes talk about it how surprising it is, how popular he would be, yes, if he did go after the family and after Yeltsin.
0: No, the 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 the, the pact is still active, and you know, like even in his speeches, you know, in the speeches before the war, before he invaded, you know, Ukraine or tried to take Kiev by force. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he had these speeches and then they keep going. And like, he's always talking about the collapse of the Soviet Union, how these people sort of corrupt elites dissolved unconstitutionally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Soviet Union. And it's like, wait... The guy who put you in power did that. Yeltsin did that. I mean, he does, that was what and he, he
1: doesn't say. He will
0: it. never use his name. He will never mention Yeltsin. It is it is mystifying. But like it goes It's back.
1: mystifying. But maybe look, I don't know what's the. I don't want to say. Oh, is it because it's some kind of FSB honor system? I don't know. Maybe he is a man of his word, which hard to believe. But hey, I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know. because it seems like he and his people have enough power. To go after the family if they want, or to. or just to
0: even rhetorically talk about them. Yeah, they don't need to do anything. You just need to go rhetorically. But maybe, maybe they're afraid that because the, the, his his he
1: was brought to power. Yeah, by his
0: them. H- he, like, his his
1: legitimacy is like was connected to that, that.
0: to to the, to the Elton so much that he doesn't really want yeah. to. open scared to open that. Open that. Open that. To
1: finish my thought, and then even Gaidar, who's was um, actually in the government only for a bit over a year. Yeah. His program was extremely unpopular. He was pushing this like
0: a very radical shock therapy.
1: Yeah. Uh, basically, what do you call it? He took off the uh, price. Uh, well, so he the,
0: the whole point the whole thing was you deregulate prices immediately, so you let prices rise to whatever you know. Uh, and levels.
1: he thought that they will find the equilibrium on its own because which is a free yeah. market doctrine. Anyway, but even Gaidar, so this is the character uh, Gaidar is um, and then he, and then he started uh, he auctioning started, the <laughs> yeah, but Gaidar is presented this what's interesting about the Kurdish kind of take, is that, oh, and then he realized that something is off. And and now at that point, nothing is in his power, you know, like before in Gorbachev or Yeltsin. And now he's upset too, but hey, what can be done?
0: Yeah,
1: And my point is that he's like doing this stuff, which actually, one thing I want to say, like, I mean... My mom is extremely apolitic, apolitical person who, like, lived through all of that, but he, she had me as a small child, so that adds another level of just kind of, like, well, being in your own world. Well,
0: this thing was happening, she was, like, raising yeah. you, yeah. And she's
1: yeah. still convinced to this day about this, that those people that Adam Curtis shows as reformers who, like, clearly failed, uh, meant well. Yes. And even if, um, kind of, economy and just people's lives and people yeah. dying, all this, like, horror stories are true, they really meant well because they didn't know any better. Yeah. And she knows some of the economists around that circle, not personally Chubai, yeah. Gaidar. but I think there's some truth to that and Adam Kurt is trying to go there as oh, well. Yeah. Like, if you lived in the Soviet Union, even if you're like this elite economist and you can read in English and you get some press f- from the West, you never lived there. You yes. probably, in the best case scenario, went there for a week and was in awe of the abundance, and uh, you probably only interacted with some elite academics or I don't yeah. know who, you never saw the people, you don't know how America, let's say, really works, what's the, what's the yeah. mortgage, I don't know, you just don't really know what's the credit. Yeah, so you don't know about this stuff. And then you can't believe that even if this elite person pushing this through and believing in the free market in its pure form, you might you might have really not knowing that it, very unlikely this radical measures would bring anything but disaster so you didn't know
0: I mean I think that's true I mean you know I mean the one thing that I'll, just to actually confirm what you're saying but I have like slightly you know I, it's like complicated right because you know like it, it, the fact that you have good intentions it, it's a fact it's a factor you know uh, but it's not not enough but I mean you know one thing that you get okay you know like so I was watching um, what really like I, do I remember the you know the, the failed sort of August putsch right that happened you know yeah. and like when the tanks came out to the Red Square and these like all, the, all these soldiers came out the army basically surrounded you know the city and like and I was just it was just so incredible like you know I was, was some great footage that, like there are these you know just r- regular people are like accosting these soldiers yeah. and like demanding to know like what the hell are they doing like why are they supporting this why are they taking part in this illegal you know unconstitutional push and the, the soldiers are kind of nice and they're like trying to like talk to each other and I'm like just you know it, it's just to me it's, it's kind of incredible like they just people seem so they're not like naive they're not naive they're just like there's an innocence to everyone yeah. There's like a, there's like an actual real innocence to people in that world. Yes. Yes, but it, that's
1: including
0: including them so that's what I'm saying. So yeah. Can you imagine I can't imagine like that kind of conversation even happen like happening in America today which is like so much more in terms of just people how people are in their heads are so much more like crazy and and like the culture war stuff is just making people are insane you know and like and like uh, the television is a lot more you know very uh, like American television and uh, Russian television now too but like this kind of modern version this American version of like using, splitting people and and getting people, you know, pitting people against each other just didn't exist then. Not really, you know, not through like an official state propaganda. It was pretty mild. It was like paternalistic, but mild. And like, and I just, I don't know. So, so yes, like um, people in Soviet Union, regular people, but also the elites were naive, like extremely naive. But that's not to say that, you know, someone like Gaidar and, you know, and, and Tobias and people like that, you know, the sort of the, the reformers, they didn't, they weren't just about creating, they, they were, they had a very specific political agenda, right, which is to prevent any kind of rollback of the, the Basically, the Communist Party and like the sort yeah, of but the, they
1: saw it along with many people. Yes, where less the, privileged the, them as evil, yes. like truly evil. Not just inept or they didn't deliver. They saw them as I evil, know. corrupt. I know. Uh, just this like m- kind of what do you call it? Also, um when they're old, what do you call it? Um, Gerontocratic. T- ger- yes. Uh,
0: yeah. Dragons. And they, yes, I get it. And they like wanted dangerous. to. Just, they wanted to kill it. They wanted to kill its power. They wanted to take away the base of its power, and yeah. which is and so which means. To, you got to privatize everything, and you basically have to. You like, have to
1: take property to, under them. Yeah,
0: you have to take property and give it to give it give it away basically to anybody. Yeah.
1: And I find Chubais way more. I don't know, it's hard to judge by just watching the footage, obviously, and just watching I never met any of them, and Gaidar is long dead. Uh, Gaidar seems more kind of pure, theoretical, free marketeer, where Chubais not only got rich of the privatization, I I know, in fact, in Russia is that Gaidar and Gaidar's family didn't get rich of it, and whatever, he died and kind of almost, uh, in oblivion, hated by all the Russians who associated his name with privatization, while Chubais also hated all the Russians, at least, like, became a, what is he, I think he might be even a billionaire I, I, yeah i don't know i was forgetting is he multimillionaire, or a billionaire maybe even a billionaire anyway but chubais also seemed to be at least more aware of what he's doing because
0: and more and, and was able to, and also open about it and, <laughs> and open
1: because there's this amazing video i think I, maybe we posted it somewhere him in a private jet filmed by who, i don't know who i don't know tv i don't know uh someone and he talks openly about how it really almost like doesn't matter who gets all those industries and buys them uh, cheap of those uh, yeah. auctions because the most important thing to to destroy uh, like communist party and not to let it kind of like gather yeah. back like to not to not to allow it to grow another head kind of like to yeah. really cut it forever to destroy it yeah. to destroy them. So to he almost the says pa- the it does, power, yeah, yeah, and he tries to. I think maybe uh, in that interview someone was asking him kind of like uh, <laughs> critical questions about oh what's going on with British. Isn't it? I think something about like um, kind of like unfair because they were selling it for nothing. Yeah, uh, things that were costing on the in the global market like um, something like maybe twenty times more, thirty times more. Yeah. All those industries. And he said, "Well, it doesn't matter, really." And yeah. it, no, it's, no, but it, that's he's saying that. I mean, it's hard to forgive. I'm not surprised that like people want him dead.
0: No, and and, I, and I'll tell you this. Even in in, in Adam Curtis's film here, um Gaidar says. You know, even Adam Curtis kind of—I can't remember. I think Gaidar says something along those lines, but also, um, you know, Adam Curtis—Adam uh, Curtis has like a little text explaining it that, mm. the, like, that they Gaidar thought that like he only has about a year. Like, this is going to be so unpopular, and this is the, the and the, and they have so such little time that they only have about a year to be, while they're in power before people turn against them, that they have to do it immediately. So they have to do the shock therapy. So that's, that's what I'm saying. It's you know, look, I mean. You can justify a lot of things if you believe your ideology is the one, is the way to fix things. It's the like the true, it's the true God, you know, that you're right. following, the light of the God, you know, that's gonna make everything right. It's, it's easy to justify a lot of things. I mean, so there, Gaidar, and you know, if he was honest about it, I mean, he, it's like this is a tricky thing. It's like he believed in that just going that you to transition to a purely free market would like solve Russia's problems
1: but you know what's funny for average Russian person not some like economist who could still be naive too but for an average Russian person who's completely naive uh, very sheltered from outside world by this yeah. like I don't know whatever you call it gulag communism I don't know uh, not the great system obviously but they were sheltered and the way because how close the country was and in a way it's almost like ricochet it was a ricochet because actually, if people knew a bit more about the West, truly, not just hearing propaganda, how evil America is, if if the country was more open, maybe it would have been better because actually... there was this like kind of like a joke started going around maybe like in the 90s in russia is that something like the sad part of our lives is that how we found out that communist party was always um lying to us or or soviet union was always lying about communism Mm -hmm. and then but another sad thing even sadder is that they what they told us about capitalism was true
0: yeah. but it, So do you know what I'm saying yeah, that yeah. the
1: propaganda kind of they were telling us about capitalism turned out to be true and we didn't believe it
0: yes I, I, the tragedy is that the, what the communist party was saying about capitalism was true was true
1: and they're like oh realize way too late
0: yeah. no and look <laughs> so, and, that, yeah.
1: and, and I, I like it because this is true
0: yeah but look it's also important to remember that while you know the Yeltsin government you know was talking about democracy and all this stuff what they were doing was very undemocratic and they, yeah. they, were, they were creating these things by decree. They were enacting these sort of privatization things by basically authoritarian, you know, decree. There was no discussion about this. And I'd say, and most people were Maybe well, that's a, what
1: 93 tried to stop. Yes.
0: And, and I'd say, the maybe parliament. outside of like some small, you know, group of like you know, liberal kind of like uh, intellectuals. Uh, no one knew what's going uh, on. In, in, re- in Moscow, people like, if you say, like, yeah, do you want to just like the market to determine what you pay for potatoes? It's like people would not be for that because they, they, they can't afford potatoes to begin with. And so, like, it's not going to go down. And so yeah. people understand these were un- extremely undemocratic, un- unpopular uh, moves by the government and they knew that they were doing this right. like this and they knew that they only had a small amount of time and and their predictions actually came true. Mm-hmm. Very quickly the, the 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 kind of the the um what do you call it the parliament, the parliament. yeah the parliament turned, basically yeah, revolted yeah. and t- tried to revoke
1: because that's the, the only parliament that Yeltsin. was mostly uh what do you call it, democratically elected yes. that was the parliament that 93 October 93 Yeltsin shelled the democratically elected and, parliament and, 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 and that's when uh, by like in a historical kind of continuum you can say and now people talk about it honest people that that's what led to true tyranny and Putin eventually because it, it became a presidential republic yes. Parliament um after 93 after the shelling Stopped having any actually power yeah, over Russia. More the like president. a rubber stamp. Yeah, yeah almost Body. nothing. So they, they didn't have any so, power and power was taken from them. But, but but I find interesting, I don't know how you interpret it because you're like more American and you're versed in this like terms. Well, to me, surprising, I grew up around it, but only now I'm like catching up with it. Why this like term, which I know um, in Russia, democracy, yeah. uh, Democrat, is considered bad because, well, no one likes shock doctrine yeah. and poverty and all this. Um, But why even initially in the 90s in Russia, the way it was used is a positive change. Like, now we'll have democracy. He's a Democrat. Yeltsin is a Democrat. Why was it opposing the idea of like auto-socialism to me it's almost like comparing I don't know milk with like some meatball like it's not even socialism can be democratic or can be not democratic right of course Some capitalism I don't know it's hard for me like can be I guess democratic can be can not democratic some, yeah. no, no but my point I'm just trying to be like which <laughs> it's tricky I, it's a yeah. bit tricky I would say socialism has potential to be more democratic than capitalism yes but the way capitalism the terms is hard to would,
0: make a democratic capitalism yeah but the way yeah. They, yeah. they
1: use the terms it's almost like capitalism equals democracy. Of course. Democrat is capitalist, and tyrant or whatever, what do we call them, is socialist. To me, it just doesn't even Term-wise, but, but it makes you know, no I, sense. Like, no, I, what are the
0: yeah, terms of it? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. Like terms here, don't. Because here, no,
1: I'll tell you why. Now, when I live here, even historically, when someone is, oh, maybe even it's considered fairly not like not radical, kind of like in the yeah. center, you can be like social democrat. Yeah. And social democrat is exactly what it means. It makes more sense to me. You kind of for so socialized yeah. gender, I don't know what to call welfare state democracy. Socialism. Which, which,
0: which is what kind of Gorbachev was trying to achieve, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Gorbachev wanted, he kept saying how we should save He wanted save to socialism. create like
0: a return to the Soviets, basically. Yes. To the original. Power um, to the Soviets. Yes. Power to, to the create, representatives yeah, yeah. of the people. Yeah. So,
1: uh, do you know anything about it? What well, the hell is like Democrat uh, well, as opposing socialism? It just makes no sense because actually course. it's not opposing. Because I
0: think, because I think, because I think that, uh, I, I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I think that it was kind of clear is because because socialism, in in the minds of the of a lot of you know uh, people in in Soviet Union, uh, was, it was was yeah, undemocratic, it was uh, synonymous with a kind of authoritarian system, right? Uh, with, they with, were yeah. smart with that, and so and so in a, and and so the West, which is you know uh, has like very good branding, you know for for people outside, very good branding and very good propaganda about itself, and you know it it has and it and there's some truth to it. I mean. In the fact that there are some democratic aspects to American society, obviously, yeah, uh, that you know, even with the contradictions that exist in American society, with capitalism and democracy basically being opposed because capitalism is the rule by capital, and capital, and capital is not is, democratic. Is yeah. democratic. Yeah, and so, and in fact, and this what you're saying, it's actually socialism is more democratic it in theory. It can because, be in theory. Can be because you're actually capital. Is not like in the hands of a few, although even in, a, in, in you can have sort of social, <laughs> yeah. state capital basically capitalism yes, where yes. the bu- uh, bureaucracy controls the capital, which was kind of what it was happening in the Soviet Union, and 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 then these state capitalists became the true capitalists when everything collapsed because they, they bought all the state enterprises, and right. so what you like to do is this: when someone's kind of. When someone's kind of rich in Russia, or someone's kind of has like any kind of um, capital behind them, you're like, "Who's their dad? Like, what did their father do? What kind of like state and st- state? This is what you like to ask. What, is it? what kind of Currently, state enterprise? Yeah. yeah, what kind of state enterprise did their parents come from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, every yeah. time because yeah. I'm not
1: yeah. I'm not a foreign I'm not I can't be like tricked yeah. that easy. Every time I see some let's say it doesn't matter 25, 30, like a um, woman or or man <laughs> I guess I should use uh-huh. woman or man. Uh, I'm like who who like kind of seem wealthy live in this wealthy setting because I can judge better you know yeah. like the, just the setup coming from like Moscow I'm like Okay, where do they come from? This is very rare. They belong yeah. to this tiny, tiny minority who like, got who, rich over yeah. very yeah. specific who's thing. The, which who, which what the state enterprise privatized? That their
0: parents, you know, like, and they're, and they're also usually like you know, Communist Party members in in nomenclatura. Yeah, or and in then, the, no, 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 yeah. I
1: love doing that. Okay, oh, their dad privatized this. Who's the, who's the granddad of this <laughs> lady? Oh, the granddad was party apparatchiks. Perfect, granddad, party apparatchiks, dad privatized something and she's a filmmaker yeah. or so, or like yes. whatever it's perfect like, oh that's perfect
0: yeah <laughs> so I, I just think that that's what the democracy meant and I think you know Yeltsin was when you even watch you know, some of the stuff is great and Adam Curtis you know I think we should get to your also criticism of the, the yeah, thing about yeah. the pr- porn but you know like Yeltsin was very you know he was I think very specifically very vague about what his he, what his economic uh, plan was right yeah. he, he he talked a lot about democracy and I think even one time you know he got up on the tank and he was he, well, like,
1: one time that's his famous time 91 that one time push. he got up on
0: the tank <laughs> and and he even you know like he talked about egal- I think egalitarianism and democracy it's like these things are you know it's like you, you, you can project onto it whatever you want you know whatever, yeah. and so and so and so, in the end, though, like uh, this democratically elected uh, parliament gave Yeltsin a kind of power to, you know, to, to basically restructure the economy because it was like But they as wanted
1: a, to take it back from and, him and, yes, and he so, them. And so,
0: he did this thing which they knew would be extremely unpopular. And when they tried to take it back from him, he basically illegally, um, you know, he, he attacked the, the parliament and he um just canceled it, you know, and, 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 and Put it basically rewrote the constitution but what I, what and all these things What I like about it, and Curtis, to, yeah. I
1: think shows it rather nicely because I think he makes like a good distinction between 91 Putsch and 93. Is that no matter how yeah. like bad the communist uh, top man wore, and they had um, army under them, all the tanks, they brought the tanks. And they didn't kill anyone. They, they, didn't they ran shoot. over a
0: couple of people, but yeah, That's...
1: yeah Well, it was in '91. It was like literally. Well, it, it was actually an interesting story, no, yeah. right? The guy, yeah. the head of the special operation in Ukraine now, was a young army guy who personally ran over, I think, a few people, and that was the only yeah. um, killing that was done yeah, in '91. you only, only, but, only kill, but let, yeah, let me, yeah, let yeah, me sorry, finish. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So all I'm saying is that uh, no matter how like bad supposedly those communist uh, party apparatchiks, top like politburo guys, were they actually were not violent and didn't no. well, they could use violence that was their time to use violence to like to actually stop to preserve their system yeah to preserve it. they didn't use it yeah. Yeah, or, but yeah, when, it I, yeah. when i sometimes when i yeah, sometimes when I talk about it, I think I've heard like the responses that, yeah, they didn't use violence, but that's because already even army that was under them didn't really believe in, in, the, in, the, in the system. And that video you're referring to, the footage where the kind of simple people come out and try to talk, that's from 91, yeah. try to talk to like young, I don't know, like soldiers asking what the hell are you doing here? Why are you, why are you with them? And the soldiers can confuse too. They maybe also don't really know what they're protecting. So there was this, um, supposedly they say there was a complete kind of, yeah. Uh, lack of belief in, in in this in the system, and so partially, but but I still say they could have used violence even there was lack of belief, and they didn't. And Yeltsin somehow by, first protected the parliament in ninety one and then shelled it in ninety three. So in a way, he was way more undemocratic and violent. Yeah, and some, much more. And, yeah. yeah, and so and I think it's fair to say Adam Curtis doesn't really do it because well, there's very it's hard to um, kind of use this format and to. Uh, I don't know, it's sort of patchy, right? Because there's no voice. It's like he had to sit together. Superficial, but yeah. It's yeah, it's, su- in the end, it's superficial, even if it's riveting for, for people yeah. to watch. But yeah, but I would say that it's fair to say that the system that kind of there is in Russia now and Putin and all this like tyranny or whatever, people like to say it was created in 93 in a way, yeah. from 93 on. When there was at least some promise of this, like kind of parliamentary body that was like well, properly elected, y- and that ended.
0: You know, it's funny because like that was kind of the thesis of the book that we Mark and I never wrote. You know, when we were trying to write this book, uh, how how America helped to create Putin, basically. Uh, that was the thesis of our story be- because you know America backed uh, Yeltsin and backed his undemocratic reforms and backed the fact that he shelled the parliament and even Bill Clinton at the time um, compared. Yeltsin firing. Oh no, that's. I'm sorry, I'm. I'm, I'm confusing it. It's Yeltsin in the, the first Chech, Chechen war. He called. He called Yeltsin uh, basically Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> uh, and that like him going and attacking Chechnya is actually you know, uh, you know the civil war and you know fight against like whatever slavery anyway, the America backed Yeltsin completely and backed his undemocratic sort of takeover of power. And you know, for us, the, the, that was the whole thesis: is that Putin, the, the, Putin, and the, the sort of the government that he controls now, which is very th- authoritarian and complete, and under his under his control completely, was created, you know, by Yeltsin, and so and so you can't really. You can't separate them out, you know. It's weird, and, yeah. yeah.
1: America probably doesn't st- even now. They wouldn't want that book because it would oh make god. them look bad. Oh my god! You know, bad. we
0: like our the the only publishers that were kind of interested in even publishing this thing. The only reason they even like got us on the phone to, to like talk to us about the book was so they could laugh at us. You know, we had some in person meetings for this book, but uh, you know we had more kind of. in preliminary sort of conversations with, with with interested publishers about it. And yeah, I mean, it felt like they wanted to, they wanted us to, like they actually were, couldn't believe, they, you got to remember, this is like at, at, during the Trump, the Trump was president. Did you say and, yeah.
1: they wanted to meet you in person to laugh at you? Well,
0: just to talk, get us on the phone and like they wanted to ask, like they had questions about the book just so they could like, because they, they couldn't believe that this is the argument that we were making, that like America is responsible for Putin.
1: So they almost were so surprised that they wanted to talk to you just to see who the hell you are.
0: Well, just what, what if like, actually we met what we were saying you know we, they knew who we are but uh is it
1: because uh, they genuinely think it's not true and outrageous yes. or because they're like you can't talk about that stuff no
0: they just they couldn't believe that they, it's, it's generally ridiculous what we were trying to the okay. argument that we were trying to make that actually america is responsible for putin and of course you know because at the time you know they everyone believed that putin especially in sort of the liberal publishing world uh everybody believed that putin was you know Trump of power and all this stuff yeah, so but, it's like but you so- know what's
1: interesting about that book that didn't happen and I, I still think it, w- it would be very interesting to have but being a Russian from what I know the I'm not talking about like um, just liberals who would probably hate this idea because I think Americans did all everything good, but even the Russians who are critical or left-wing, yeah. they wouldn't necessarily like uh, this general take, not because there were no American advisors to Yeltsin or Bill Clinton didn't come to see him in Moscow. No, of course he did. But because it's like, you know, the argument, because it's colonialism in a way and Orientalism, because you're saying that Russians, they were the ones who were stealing, couldn't do it or didn't want to do it themselves.
0: Well, obviously, but that's not an argument. It's not an argument that... Without America, like, Russians would be, like, very good people. They'd never steal anything. They wouldn't be corrupt. You know, that's ridiculous. The argument is that, like... Um, America
1: the, wanted Russia to be like this top-down tyranny. Played a big
0: role in normalizing and supporting the the authorita- authoritarian yeah, all right. in they R- Russia. they call
1: Putin their pinochet, right? Yes, and the, right. the
0: authoritarian Russia uh, that exists today, and so like, and not just like Putin, but the structure of government that Putin wields, right? So Putin took power from Yeltsin already. He took when he took power when he was a, appointed. The president of Russia, you know, by Yeltsin, which you know at the time Bill Clinton totally supported, and Yeltsin even called Bill Clinton and told him who the next who the guy who who he'd put in power to replace him before anyone else knew. I mean, it's fucking nuts. There's like the transcripts that actually just recently came out that were you know finally made public by the you know by the Clinton uh, administr by by the Clinton Library or whatever. I mean, like the entire like america worked to support and and, and and back the creation of this kind of state um in this kind of centralized uh, neoliberal uh, state that putin inherited and he now wields to what you know to whatever end he wants you know and he has almost absolute power Within sort of whatever the constraints of sort of of his, of his sort of court oligarchy, you know, um, are. But like, so that was our whole point. It was like a kind of a an attempt to recover some very 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 basic history that, like, you know, a lot of uh, scholars of Russia, a lot of even diplomats who worked in Russia in the '90s, you know. Um, there was like you know congressional investigations into like what into what happened with you know aid that money that was sent to russia How, why was it like embezzled and why it disappeared and like all these like there were actually this was not something that is you know, it's not a new thing, you know, like a lot of things that, you know, like a lot of like historical things that have been kind of basically just buried and uh, kind of deep sixed. you know, uh, it's um like this is almost like a, a normal position. It wasn't controversial, you know, to some degree, you know, and so uh, and so that was it. It wasn't just that like. America if it wasn't for America, Russia would be a paradise on earth now it's just that no like the the system that like America now criticizes and and, and calls you know, create yeah, and right. like and it calls horrific and calls evil and all this stuff it actually helped create and completely backed like at the highest levels of government you know up to the presidency right and 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 so you know that's it that was it was actually a pretty simple uh pretty simple narrative uh again not not it's something that shouldn't really be that controversial. Uh, but like we were, I mean, just like ter- treated like lepers basically by the publishing industry. And it's funny because a- my agent and our agent, you know, was like so sure that like publishers are going to pay top dollar for this book. <laughs> like they were just going to be just like throw six figures at us. Like, you know, like just it's going to be like a, a shower of, of cash right. because it's like they want like something, you know, about about Russia right now. It's like something controversial, something that questions, you know, the narrative. <laughs> nope. Not at all, and I think he was even shocked by how what kind of what kind of response we got. But let's move on to I think you know I think um, one of the things that had trouble, and I you you two, you know and you to mention in the beginning of, of of the podcast here is that like the the kind of the the trauma porn aspect of this series and which made it actually pretty difficult for me to get into it. Um,
1: yeah, because you're also close to it, and
0: yeah. uh, but actually, probably a lot more difficult for you, I think. You know, and just a lot more triggering for you. You yeah. should have
1: called it trauma porn. <laughs> but anyway, He's but a one, trauma pornographer. one of the things, <laughs> trauma pornographer. But one of the things like that are, I mean, I guess it's positive or whatever. It, it is what it is. A Russian c- couldn't make it because of how traumatic things were, they couldn't like pull together, even if uh, the narrative, um, I'm not, I'm even talking about the factual narration of what was going on in those years. even if um, I bet they do have access to some better footage, uh, like Russian made uh, some kind of like little docs or archives or TV footage, there's probably a lot of stuff that obviously Adam Curtis didn't have access to. But yet, despite the abundance of footage, I don't think they would co- could pull it together because from um, m- my experience, and I am kind of grateful to him he did it, even if it's trauma porn. So I'm kind of not totally critical of it because I feel like an average Russian would still benefit from watching it. I, I wish there were like Russian text. There was Russian text, not English. Because I think most people don't really know the sequence of events and they're like yeah. very confused about what exactly was going on and Adam Curtis kind of almost included this narrative in the show yeah. How when he talks to like to me it's a bit like again very Trump porn mostly very like peasant I don't even know maybe literate but sometimes they even seem illiterate old women talking about what's going on do they even care who they vote for they like it's It seems like they don't know what was before. They don't really know what's the difference after the Soviet Union collapsed. They know that they always uh, get the short end of the stick. They kind of were poor. They are poor or more poor, but it's almost like kind of like irrelevant they don't they don't, there, they don't really know yeah. what's going on and they don't believe they have any power they clearly do not have a mind of a citizen yeah. th- in any way so anyway my point is that it, it, and they, they don't know but then what he doesn't show and that's what my criticism um, there's no actually maybe maybe my theory is because it's much harder to get access to them being BBC just foreign crew there is no really footage of um, not impoverished kind of peasant types or just the official bureaucrats doing yeah. the privatization but the footage of I don't regular know regular middle class regular, yeah, yeah. I even using middle class is weird because it's not a Russian concept but yeah. let's say middle class regular middle class like, middle professionals, and even like engineers, professionals engineers uh, yeah. sort of like people who yeah, the, uh, the
0: professional class
1: yeah in different cities I don't even talk only in Moscow in any big city there is like a different class of people yeah and there is nothing like that there and and that's why I kind of as a Russian watching this, I'm like Whoa. yeah, again people watching is thinking well Russia is just kind of like some prostitutes yeah. uh, poor grandmother's dress babushka uh, ba- who's like babushka. milking her own cow yeah. babushka in <laughs> a coat that is 50 year old in a like uh, a uh, Russian orthodox uh, basically Starf. scarf that they probably doesn't even matter they prob- they wore it during Soviet times after Soviet times and then they're like a, a person in suit who's like a former basically communist party member who is now a democrat
0: yeah no it's like news footage basically yeah.
1: basically news footage there is a bit of more footage of yeltsin uh, it's kind of a bit interesting being distressed in his office yeah. because he clearly got uh, gave access to foreign news news people yeah.
0: because well, because he was like basically a Western, Can- you know, yes. basically backed by bagged by the West completely. Yeah. Yes,
1: yes. So there's that and it's a bit more informal and it is, it is a bit weird because you show a president of a foreign country and he clearly kind of gives you access, which is way, like you can't, you, no Russian would have access like that to Bill Clinton. Anyway, one thing that stands out, that's because I personally know about this. Um, in the thanks, um, in the end of every um, episode, it says thanks to, and there's a few people, a specific people, not just BBC crew. it says Pavel Povolikovsky. And from what I know, Pavel Povolikovsky is the guy who now like, has, I don't know, multiple, one at least Oscar. And he made this uh, narrative uh, films like Cold War, I- Ida. I think he has two Oscars. Wow. But he started as a documentary filmmaker and uh, he's Polish, but I think he, because of his age, he knew clearly some Russian. He was hanging around Moscow and he made this really great little documentary about Vladimir Zhirinovsky. And it's clearly his footage that was maybe extra footage from the film that didn't get he didn't get to use. He gave maybe to Adam. Curtis, mm-hmm. and that was interesting because that was one person who kind of was in power for a long time. But you get more intimate access to him because he allowed this guy,
0: yeah, Pavel, when he was kind of a nobody. Still, he yeah. was.
1: Mm, I wouldn't call him a right. nobody. He wasn't a nobody. He was not yet as huge, but he yeah. was. Very well known in like the 90s already, and he was a leader of that party. And you can see him in in his daily activities in some shabby kitchen in his kind of uh, crappy apartment, yeah, doing like some weird exercises with dumbbells, like stuff (laughs) like that. And that's and that's already more interesting. So because he sort of I mean, uh, look,
0: this is what your this is your like larger critique of the whole documentary industry, right? Like, and what your kind of this amazing short film that you made uh, some years ago and. That kind of you know you want to he want to develop into a TV show or, or like a larger you know feature film that like but it's just sort of the, the 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 kind of the the political criticism that you have of this thing it's like most documentary most documentaries um, because of the nature of how access works to people focus on basically it's like privileged people filming the I poor. I just yeah. like saying yeah. it simply rich filming the poor filming the poor and so and so and that's why you know and because if you're not poor you're a lot more kind of yeah. You, know, you you're a lot more in control of your own. I don't know. Of like you're a lot more um, uh, skeptical of like people people coming in and just like filming you unfiltered. You know you have some power, and so you you can like actually. As
1: a poor person, you can have that power, but most of them don't have this almost like saviness. Yes. So they don't understand media. They probably n- mm-hmm. never know anyone working in media. They don't understand this stuff. Yes.
0: And so it's it's in it, 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 in fact it's like this. The the more kind of the higher your sort of social class. The higher the higher in class you go, the harder it is to get access, yeah. and so it's a gradient yeah. basically. It's like and so and you basically and then you just can't get access to rich, to like yeah. to the elite like to the ruling elite at all unless, unless they are want. the ruling elite unless definitely. you're the ruling elite or unless you're filming something that is basically like promoting them. Yeah. just pro-
1: yeah. yeah just basically so, making yeah. them
0: and so like that's why you know good. that's why even, like, someone, like, I don't know, like, you can even see it, like, let's say, even, like, even, like, good documentaries that aren't, like, exploitative, like, a lot of documentaries are, of exploiting poor people for, you know, for, like, for, 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 for for feeling good about how, 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 how much you care, like, someone like, um, what's his name, um, Uh, Michael Moore, right? Like his um, his first movie, uh, Roger and Me. Roger and Me, like it's about Detroit, right? And it's about Flint, Michigan. No, it's about Michigan, Flint, Michigan, Detroit, the auto industry, and he can get access to all the like the the workers pretty easily and the people but not to but, roger and not roger and so Roger. <laughs> but he
1: it's perfect he built he, it's exactly what the film is yes. about that he has no access to roger no
0: and like it's the whole he thing knows, is, he, he knows yeah he'll never get access to him but he, but w- while he's making the movie he's hanging out as in old town and he's he talks to the right. sort of people who are out of the job who are like you know basically impoverished and de-industrialized flint michigan and so but that's that's like the best case scenario because he actually him, he actually makes that part of the journey, and makes part makes that part of the film, part of it's the kind of conflict. It's very in the open, and yes. also
1: he comes from the people.
0: Yes, so it's different, but like, but but that's basically what it is. It's always like, you never get access to the, to the to the CEO or t, you know to to his family, and then like, yeah, but you have to be yeah. the family. Yes, you have to be the family. And there
1: are very few people like that who do that. What, what for?
0: Yeah. You never go against your own. Yeah. Jeremy
1: Johnson from Johnson & Johnson did it for a little bit as a young 20-year-old, yeah. and it was amazing, I have to say, because yeah. you never get to see that. He's like friends with. He was friends with Ivanka Trump and all those. Yeah, it's um, a great. There's amazing films. That he yeah, made. you should watch something like One Percent or I don't know, Jamie Johns Johnson. Jamie Johnson. Yeah. he made a few documentaries when he was in his 20s about his rich circle of friends, and it was like actually very genuine. Some of them talk about they don't know what why the hell they're so rich.
0: What's <laughs> it, what's Some about, Some of them are depressed as, yeah, yeah what like, to do yeah.
1: should like you don't have to work what do you got to do Jamie Johnson asks his rich dad because I come from a line of money who's uh, the dad became um a, a painter just to, like <laughs> for his own um entertainment just at home
0: just and not he go films crazy. his dad
1: yeah. yeah he films his dad who's like seems actually really nice he's just painting at home and and the dad doesn't want to be filmed because, again, even by his own son, he understands like he doesn't want this like stupid like uh, camera in his face for he doesn't know where he's gonna be uh, shown later on. But he does answer his questions because uh, Jer- uh, Jamie is so like persistent. Yeah. And Jamie asks him, Dad, what should I do in life? Like, what should I do? I don't have to work. Like, I don't like. What <laughs> should I do? He said, like, well, you just gotta find something you kind of enjoy doing <laughs> and just do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, uh, do, yeah. do what you love <laughs>
0: so, yeah but it is true but yes, it's for yeah, them I, true I, yes I know it's yeah, do yeah. what you love yes yes
1: yeah and some of, the <laughs> yeah. of his rich friends are the most genuine one from ah
0: it's like the railroad isn't it a railroad the ra- railroad,
1: railroad family yeah. and he's wait like, who- who's Anderson Cooper family oh, he's not the, actually um, Cooper
0: shit do you know the, what I'm saying that.
1: was someone from that family there the, uh, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt It's the Van- I think it was kid from Vanderbilt it's a really nice guy like 20 and uh, and seemed like kind of depressed or confused and depressed Vanderbilt,
0: yeah
1: mm-hmm. so there was there was that so anyway so but that's so rare you have to be almost Jerry no there's Johnson. like there's you can kind of, yeah, there's almost
0: that, no, no examples like, of that. yeah
1: but let me go back to Zone because like i don't know if people notice it and i notice just because i know so there is a documentary about Jirinovsky uh, I can uh, post a link to that, I by Pavel Pavlikovsky. I, I wrote something yeah, about, you it. Wrote about it. Yeah, wrote about it. So, Pavel Pavlikovsky made it, and so and that's why there's this footage of him. And. Yeah, and it's interesting, yeah, so he, there's a lot of access to him, which is not common for, like, a politician like that. But what's interesting, just because, you know, I know who Zhirinovsky is. Um, he actually just died, I think, last year. He's definitely a clown and always positioned himself as an opposition to uh, this liberals, and he wanted to restore great Russia. He's kind of this right-wing Russian nationalist, kind of populist, total mumbo-jumbo. And he's portrayed by Adam Curtis, oh, yeah. even if it's snippets of him, but it's still, it's portraying as a serious politician. And I was waiting, is there gonna be some twist? Is there gonna be a laugh? Nothing. And if you watch this Pavlikovsky movie that he, whatever, it's very short, maybe 40 minutes, there it's so, so obvious that while he's posing as this like politician and campaigning, and is good like yapping, mm-hmm. whatever, talking to people, he is just like, um Just a like not a clown like a theater actor almost and at some point just because you know again he gives access to to file for some reason he openly says that he had no talents yeah he felt he couldn't sing couldn't dance and couldn't write and that's why he went into politics early on yeah and and the only reason he was basically
0: allowed to kind of uh, stay in power you know uh, especially under the under the sort of more. Authoritarian, you know, like Yeltsin, because he was homeless Because no, because he, what he did is he drew, he kind of like represented this pissed off, like kind of Impover- nationalistic poor peasant, male yeah. kind of vote almost. You know, right, like the, right. this this actually the the guy. No, the,
1: not j- female too. Yeah. Yeah, I know that,
0: but like, I don't know. There's like a, yeah, mostly male, I don't right? know. Maybe I don't know what the demographic is, but you know, it's like the people who actually got screwed over and kind of disenfranchised, and, and, and he, who he represented
1: resentful. them, but he. He was no threat he, to power. He, he took was them like into a, a
0: dead end and, like, basically entertained them. You know, yes, that's it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, like,
1: yelled, and he was good at fighting on TV and yelling in parliament and starting fights. He was like a total clown. And I don't know. My point is that he got this wrong. He got many more other things wrong.
0: There's a lot of simplifications, and a lot yeah. of, I mean, there's like part of it is, part of it is like Adam Curtis's kind of style, which but he. But
1: part of it is like. It's, what, like almost uh, 15 years in, what, seven hours? Yeah. It's, it's hard, It's right? hard, it's hard. If
0: you, I mean, like, this is something I'm, you know, w- having just worked and still kind of f- working to finish this documentary, you know, a feature documentary about a pretty complicated topic, you know, you have to simplify so much because a documentary can only um you know get it's across visual, yeah. get across a, a certain amount of information i mean uh, adam curtis sort of gets around that a little bit because he his are they're like visual essays and he still kind of goes with that style there it's a little bit more stripped down because there's no voiceover it's more complicated it's a very it's a, it covers a lot of territory it's a big narrative you know it covers a lot of years and so but still you have to you you have to simplify that's part of it that's part of the restriction of the genre but also even when adam curtis is, you remember his great like blog um that he did for the bbc, for I BBC think right. that was almost like Basically, like uh, you know, uh, like he would like write out a script for his for 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 a documentary because he'd do it was these great little clips. see you could clips. see almost
1: like the skeleton of his movies. He'd like
0: do this very simple kind of narration or like a, kind of an essay, and uh, and cut in little clips from 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 you know the archives, but in a block format. And he would always do this because he likes to set up like you know opposites or have these sort of very very kind of so simple kind of narrative arcs in like. Uh, but it's or...
1: way more complicated than most yes, documentary yes, yes. And so filmmakers. Like you have to, and
0: actually, the stuff about like they, you know, one of the, there's some like very, very standard like a, a Adam Curtis. What
1: they didn't know, or like at the met same well time, and they
0: were like doing, they were like working for the for a greater future and a greater world. But what they didn't realize is that the very things that they were doing would lead to their downfall and create like this horrible That's thing. Curtis, it's yeah. like always that, and there's truth to it though. There's truth. Yeah. There is a truth. There's it's a very simple kind of tale, but. It's true. Like sometimes people are monsters and they are very well aware of what they're doing. Sometimes the, they're monsters, but they're also but they're also mean well in a different kind of way. And but 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 sometimes they are like just idealistic and and, and right. don't really know. So it's, there's all these kind of different things. But he it's like there's a lot of like standard Curtis kind of uh, tropes basically, which, yeah. which which you know work because they actually do reflect something real in in the world. Yeah. Uh, if
1: I remember correctly, it kind of surprised me. Uh, the, I feel like uh, the end. Uh, of the series, so seven hours, so a s- seventh episode, it's like what, 20, 98, 99, so it's a shorter period leading to Putin. Putin is never there because it's like the end of Yeltsin. He never used the footage from this new year when Yeltsin is saying, I'm tired, I'm leaving, here's my replacement. Yeah. This is a uh, 99 New yeah. Year's. He never used it. I, th- I actually thought, because I don't know, I thought he, it will be there, he'll yeah. end on it, because foreigners, it's a tried footage for Russian a for Russian, because everyone remembers yeah. it. I don't think foreigners know about it. I was surprised he didn't end on it. Instead, he uses this weird snippet of an interview with Evgeny Kisilov. It's literally, I think, the last maybe like 20 or 30 seconds of the very last episode. I never actually got to the end, yeah. What's conclusion of 99? He shows Evgeniy who is um, has been like a TV presenter, right? How would you describe him?
0: Yeah, yeah like a television host. Yeah, a television guess. host. But I mean, they call him a TV journalist. Yeah. Or I don't know. he
1: was very much kind of uh, pro reforms, kind of pro pro-olig- pro oligarchy in Worked a way. Worked for an
0: oligarch. Worked owned, for yeah, basically. Exactly. Uh,
1: anyway, yeah. and uh, and he talks about how he speaks in English. Oh, that's maybe that's why he he used um, his interview in the end. Really good English. He actually went to my uh, exact university and studied uh, Persian with my old um, professor. Crazy. Uh, She was much older when when I was there. But anyway, he studied with her too. She remembers him. (laughs) Yeah, so, and uh, I don't know how long he worked with actually Persian. I don't know. I don't think for long he went into TV. And anyway, in good English, he says, hey, Moscow is not Russia. Don't conflict, like, don't mix that up. Moscow is not Russia. And if, like, democracy is also very fragile. And... So once you go something like hundred kilometers from Moscow, oh, it's very different. Uh, and uh, wow. I don't know if they, you know, care about democracy. And <laughs> it, I, I'm like retaliant fa- fairly accurately, and I'm like well, looking at it. This is just the guy who is basically saying he's pro, like is a pro oligarchical some fairly just uh, bootlicker. TV presenter he's pro-democracy and kind of simple the, the Russians people the
0: people are not so they need to be controlled and all this stuff yeah
1: yeah and I guess I, maybe it's not a bad ending and I'm like well you got Putin well
0: I mean I think if he put this is something you were saying earlier uh, you know before we recorded is that like you can sort of almost read it out of this Adam Curtis thing like I, as, no, I
1: thought Adam Curtis is laughing at, at
0: this TV okay. presenter guy. so my point
1: he's laughing it's not I'm saying oh yeah and that's why democracy is fragile because no, no, p- people pro-putin it's like yeah, this is the lead guy. Like,
0: yes, <laughs> who has no, he was completely uh, himself, basically an authoritarian kind of mindset. But I mean, if you were to end with Putin and kind of taking over from Yeltsin and kind of fixing it, or like or like being the guy who fixes everything, it'd be almost too pro-Putin the whole thing. <laughs>
1: Right,
0: right. I mean, because that's your. I whole... actually
1: was joking about it. It's like yeah. 85 to 99, trauma zone, horror, horror, horror. And then Putin came to power and things Made got better. Made better,
0: yeah. And then he's trying to push out the evil West and all these evil colonial yeah, bastards. And yeah. Actually, if yeah. you <laughs> slightly
1: re edit it and put Russian in, I almost think like Putin's people could take take this show in on Channel One. There, there needs to be slight re editing, maybe. Yeah. And it's perfect. They like history. This is what we're trying to deal with. Yes. Of Soviet Union. That's what we had to deal with. Yes, we had problems, yeah. and not everything is still perfect in our great country, yeah. but getting better. We got rid of those Yankees.
0: Yeah. No, exactly. So the
1: Kiselyov guy, the pro-oligarchical TV presenter, is kind of, in a way, is kind of perfect, because you like talking about this liberals burn in hell. Yeah, they're, like, anti-war. Um, many of them, they, like, either had to emigrate or whatnot, what whatever. They're, yeah. like, um, sort of censored now. Yeah. But they're horrible themselves. Even if I don't care that they're anti-war, I'm not going to just side with them yes. by default. They were bad. They were almost, like, made it possible by agreeing with 93, yes. by not... Criticizing the authoritarian, supporting the, shelling, so the, the
0: like the the, 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 Chechen the, the Chechen War. wars and so all. So anyway, that, yeah.
1: all the horrible stuff before Putin, they supported. Okay, yes. and now they don't support the bad stuff.
0: Fine. And even some of them supported Putin's come rise to power. I mean, most a lot of most of them because they were he was seen as a guy who would bring stability. Even so, yeah, I mean, exactly. So this whole the there, the, it's kind of you know the fact that Putin did this. And did this stupid fucking invasion? I mean, it's almost like it's the it's the best thing that could happen to liberals. I mean, if they're thinking about their reputation in the West, because I mean, obviously their reputation in the West is always already good. <laughs> yeah. But like, in, in a way, to like even like more whitewashes them because now they can like re- rebrand themselves as like you know purely like good. But yeah, it's like what this shows is the kind of trauma. I mean, I, I mean, Adam Curtis is obviously making this thing. I don't know how long he was making this film for, him, but obviously you know he was finishing it. At least when the war started, right after the war started, and during the, the during the war, and and in a way, it gives the backstory of how this thing is possible, and like the pent up trauma, the pent up the pent up aggression, the pent up um, sort of um, cynicism and like, and like, and the total dissolution of any kind of idealism in the country, you know? And, and the, and, and the, and the, why no one believes in democracy in, in Russia. Like it's a joke, it's a joke, dirty word, you know, it's not. A democrat. Yeah. It's like <laughs> shit, shit, shitocracy. Shitocracy. And so like, and that's why, I mean, it, because this, this whole democratic experience was a, just a brutality, you know, like, like brutality, it just, uh, uh, like, Slaughter, like- yeah, inflicted a kind of, um, yeah death and destruction on a society that you only see in in, in a major war you know and so and so and so like this stuff is not even close to playing out you know like this war in Ukraine is it's it's not gonna it's not the end it's continuation of the
1: dissolution of Soviet Union yeah
0: yeah the past is just the is inescapable you know it's 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 pretty fucked um uh and um and yeah so I mean it's it's a it's a pretty good it's a great little it's a great I I'll tell you this, I think it starts out because I started out and I was like not into it and then uh, uh, yeah uh, it, it's a great film I mean it, it's a great series it's, it starts out I think kind of weak but it actually it actually improves with every episode distraction yeah. yeah it yeah, gets yeah, better it gets better yeah. so like if
1: there's a world there once you get into the world it grows on you yes yeah we, that's why I can understand the westerns oh it's like yeah, riveting yeah. I, I watched it in <laughs> in one sitting or something
0: no no exactly um, so yeah. so yeah
1: but but for those who want like a Russian perspective on um well similar years actually more 90s than 80s generation p is the great book yes i don't know i think it was translated into english as homo, tr- homo sapiens homo sapiens because <laughs> it captures the yes. the kind of virtual element yeah. of the 90s maybe not the poverty but like still the same kind of yeah. trauma zone um sort of um landscape
0: yeah i'll we'll link feel. to it we'll link to a couple of things we talked about yeah. yeah i don't know i think i it's we're done
1: i think i'm done
0: we're done I think that's enough for today. I yeah, think...
1: I'll just mention it. I find it's kind of a bit funny connection. So when we went to Point Reyes um, last week, oh. uh, Philip K. Dick's uh, original little house is now inhabited by um, Romanov, Peter Romanov and his wife. Yes. And Peter Romanov supposedly now is actually maybe even the first to the hypothetical Russian throne.
0: Yes. And so I don't know. They'll call up the guy who lives in Philip K. Dick's old house in Point Reyes. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. <And laughs> to lead To
0: lead them into a bright future.
1: Yeah, because it's interesting because they're sort of. Uh, we only talked to the wife. I don't know if the r- real Romanov was there. She talked to us. She was very friendly. She said that they did go, uh, well, the royals, uh, they did go to Russia in 90, that element was covered actually in the series, I think 97 or 98, for the burial of the supposedly found bones of the um, kind of killed royal family um, somewhere they found it in the forest uh, in, Ye- in Yekaterinburg. Uh, so, and they went, you know, they went to the official burial to sort of commemorate yeah. the memory of Nicholas and the we're, family.
0: So they went to, yeah, we Yeah, we were the, at the uh, Were we at the because they have they have a new um, cathedral yeah, uh, yeah. there. Yeah, in, so. in Yekaterinburg. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, and just the background because it's, it, we went to Point Reyes. Uh, it was it was Evgenia's uh, birthday, and so we went we, to Bolinas. We went to Bolinas, and then we took a little side trip to Point Reyes Station, where. Um, Philip Kedip wrote some of his great, greatest books, stuff actually yeah. and, and one of the few ones that are, isn't like purely sci-fi which is yeah. confessions of a crap artist about his life there and so we yeah it's fucking weird that we actually the the, the first house that he lived there with one of with his like earlier wife actually is occupied by <laughs>
1: Romanovs Romanovs <laughs> it's
0: like what the heck
1: I wonder if Romanovs bought this house on purpose because they're Philip K. Dick fans. I didn't ask, I don't know. Yeah, because when you buy that house, you probably know because they're
0: connected to their region, they live in the area, so they're like some kind of yeah, there
1: are a bunch of Romanov. not a bunch, there's like some Romanov family connected to San Francisco
0: in the Marin County. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but he clearly knew what he was getting into. I mean, the fact that people. You know, if he was very secretive.
1: No, she told us people stop by. Of course, yeah. And like, because I was like walking around, like really (laughs) peering in. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: being a being a nuisance. (laughs) No, but you know, it's it's, what's uh, what's funny, and we'll end on this because I think it's where else are we going to talk about this? But how how like kind of lame it is that Point Reyes doesn't even have like there's no shrines to Philip K. Dick there
1: nothing I went to the bookstore she recommended us to go just there's like a, one small main street there's a bookstore there and the young woman who worked there I I wasn't even sure she, know, she knew who Philip K. Dick was <laughs> very weird she, had
0: to she like, like knew that he was a writer that they had some books of, of yeah, his yeah. kind
1: <laughs> of not sure I think she knew but then there was nothing there I'm like so offensive yeah create a fucking shrine to your Dick, to your prophet no it's it's to really all weird. our profits
0: you know to our product to our profit yeah yeah
1: no but there should be something not a shrine but something nothing like a there. board
0: of some kind like some kind of commi- maybe you can
1: put some pictures from his youth when he lived there i don't know sick yeah this is the guy who made hollywood like when the biggest money
0: yeah i know it's <laughs> create weird
1: something yeah, know
0: there should be like well
1: your theory is the locals actually don't like him
0: that's my theory but I don't know or resent his success
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah maybe. god damn you yeah yeah I also looked up man they got that house cheap I think from like if the records are right maybe it, it is fairly small but like maybe just only 10 or 12 years ago it cost
0: $300,000 uh, oh you mean the Romanovs not only are they getting good re- real estate deals he's next in line to the Russian throne fucking bastard <laughs> <laughs> well, he's smart,
1: but you know what? We know where he lives. He supposedly either works or owns the um garage repair what do you call it? Car? Yeah, the gr- what do you uh, call it? Repair shop auto, auto mechanics on Plus. Main Street.
0: What do you so what do you want to do? What? Kidnap?
1: No, we just we like have intel, yeah, but w- where he is,
0: okay, <laughs> and what are you gonna do with it? He's thinking. Kidnap, we uh, also then pretend to be them?
1: No, if we like really in dire circumstances, we can kidnap him or his wife and then start talking to the Putin people that he's a danger.
0: Wait, so they pay us to kill them?
1: No. <laughs> well, I don't know. If we give them. <laughs> to,
0: to, to the Kremlin. It's, it sounds like a sounds like a sounds like a genius uh, criminal plan. There, yeah. Isn't
1: like, it like Fargo? Or
0: I mean, what are you gonna do? How, are you gonna you gonna like be, put him in a bag and like put him on a private jet to No, the I wait.
1: I wait for some Kremlin people come here.
0: But why would they need us to to, to do this operation?
1: Because they don't know where he lives.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you well, think now that? they do. <laughs> <I> Shit. <shouldn't. laughs>
1: Well, I might cut it off. I don't think
0: I don't think uh, they're f- afraid of um, th- these like basically kind of hick Romanovs, you know, who live like in you know ba- the Marin County Hicks, who like live on this in this very very pleasant place with like perfect weather, perfect uh, sun, perfect you know uh, I don't know like countryside with like cows and sheep or in, in the distance. That these guys are, who are like I don't even know like work who work, who supposedly works as a mechanic according to his LinkedIn profile um, is going to be you know gunning for the gunning for power in, in the Kremlin you know you never know but if he is but like if there's but because he lives in like the vortex of, of the Philip K Dick house he could be like the guy and the man in the high castle manipulating the
1: alternative reality, reality. alternative reality right
0: and so he could be you know he could be who knows what he could be doing out yeah. there
1: actually the first thing the woman when she came out of the house to talk to us asked me um, like I said I'm a Philip K. Dick fan she said something like do you feel or did I ask I can't remember but we talked about the kind of the power you, you asked her yeah but I think she said yeah there's like weird things here she's like
0: well this whole place is kind of it has
1: magical a- and like yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you're married into the Romanov family girl yeah, you know yeah. you're princess you're, you're like princess Anastasia Anastasia basically anyway okay you know in a parallel reality we would be king and queen baby
1: in parallel reality, will be <laughs> slaving away <Hawaii laughs> as some lowly Jew. <laughs> oh, no, no, no! In parallel reality, well, I don't we'd come be from the king lo- of
0: Israel, king and queen of Israel, huh? I would or just, Judea.
1: No, I would have like ten kids, and I would sit at home being like a merchant Jew, we, we, just be like, like or, drink tea. or we'd be
0: like working the pyramids in the in the ancient Egypt or something. Well,
1: hopefully, yeah. I just sit at home and drink <laughs> tea. <laughs> no one would expect anything of me, but kids. That actually sometimes feels you nice. You might also
0: be dead. Because From having Well no You have good you, 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 no, I have you, childbearing you, hips No you proved it
1: I already proved it You so can give birth I yeah. think You know My place is in the kitchen Drinking <laughs> tea Maybe I'll have one servant I can order around <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Okay That's it Um Till next time Right Till next time Bye
0: Bye